Hey, what's up? Welcome to Steve McGrath's Basecraft. So, um, I just fired these flat wound Tomastic strings on my Alamoody bass here. And, uh, yeah, they sound class. I don't know if you ever tried this. Um, put flat wound on your bass and use a bit of tremolo and you get this, um, really old school kind of sound. Yeah, lovely kind of spring reverby thing going on, or spring reverb, tremolo, whatever you put on it. And uh, yeah, so I just have it plugged into my Zoom B3 because I got the HX Stomp and it's a class pedal, but I just keep using the Zoom because it's really simple. You just plug it in, has everything you need. And my favorite feature is it has a foot switch for turning on the crappy little drum beats that come with it. And um, they're perfect for, you know, having a blow, as they say. Yeah, so uh, yeah, today's guest. Oh, I'm off that drum beat. Today's guest is Alan Brown, aka Bully the Kid. So, um, Bully has this class YouTube channel where he reviews gears, <laughs> gears. He reviews gear, chats about um, different equipment, stuff like that. And uh, yeah, it's a really fun YouTube channel. It kind of is different to other ones. It's he just doesn't overproduce anything. He's just himself. Just comes on camera and chats. Some videos are short. Some go for ages where he's like opening up an active base, trying to find out what the hell is wrong with it and stuff like that. And um, he kind of collabs a good bit with a guy called a Low End Lobster, another gearhead on YouTube. And uh, they send bases back and forth to each other, like Franken bases and review them and things like that. So definitely check him out. And we had a really fun chat. We we covered you know his channel and his base journey and just went to some random territory which I you know you can't beat that so enjoy the chat there's a bit of cursing in it but you know what you expect and as you know I don't make any money from doing this but I appreciate your support so if you want to support the podcast just follow the links below you can buy me a virtual coffee or beer or you can buy one of my new t-shirts which are class I'm really happy with them first batch is nearly sold out but I have a few left and I'll restock when they're all gone so grab a tea or whatever um, if you can't afford that sure just like subscribe share all that stuff and yeah that's it see you in a minute welcome man how are you getting on i'm i'm doing okay man uh devil told me about you wanting to you know talk to me yeah on this platform and i was like this is different i haven't <laughs> talked to any irish people in a while so really let's... oh you've met a few irish on the road oh, or in your hometown absolutely yeah yeah uh one thing that i didn't know uh well three things i'll give you three uh mcdonald's there is on a completely different level than mcdonald's in the americas yeah the beef because it's all irish beef is like the, i'm actually from a farm i um i grew up on a a beef farm or dry stock as you'd call it and um i actually don't eat meat but <laughs> my that's where i grew up i did when i was growing up but i ate so, so that's one it, so the burgers that, are better that's that's one uh Two, y'all don't celebrate St. Patty's Day. I don't know why we as Americans put 
St. Paddy's Day on Irish people and also Scottish people. I don't know why we did that, but it's like green. Yeah, that's definitely but, you. But don't y'all I'll give you one more thing you do. Stuff? Another yeah. thing you do, St. Paddy's Day. That's like when they say St. Paddy's Day, that's the worst. Have you heard people saying this? They don't say St. Paddy's. They say same P-A-T-T-I-E-S, same patties. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Didn't know that. I just thought it was shorthand for St. Patrick's Day. Okay. Um, y'all aren't short. Yeah. I've, every Irishman, every Irishman I've known has been over six feet tall. I was like, where are these leprechauns that y'all are talking about? <laughs> And that could also be Scottish people as well. Keep in mind, this is America. Yeah. <laughs> so. It's all the summer in Europe. Too. You're, you just paint with wide brushes in Europe. You're like, there's Ireland, Scotland, bam. There's Spain and Portugal, Listen, bam. But here's the thing, though. Over, y'all do the same thing to us. <laughs> <laughs> so the people that you meet from, like, uh, New York, you're expecting the same people to be like that from Texas. <laughs> it's it's as different as Britain and Russia, even though it's there. It's, right. The difference is is there. So I, I was aware uh, of that because I've been to America, and I was saying like, if you do a road trip, it's like you're you're going across a continent. You know, well, because you're going if you go from Texas, New Orleans, they're speaking French when you get to New Orleans. The food is completely different. Yeah. The people are completely different. Yes. It's just so yeah. and yeah. what we would what we tend to like is also different. So like uh New Orleans is pretty much seafood. And then Texas, we we doing beef. 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 <laughs> no, there's not, there's <laughs> not much there's not much grass. I don't know what the those cattle are eating <laughs> in Texas. I'm just I'm just saying. Yeah. So it's uh it's it, it kind of varies almost not region to region, but really state to state. Um, You're in Oklahoma. But we all so. get painted with the same brush. <laughs> yeah. But I'm not from there. I, I have to make that known. I have my, I have my flag here. <laughs> oh yeah. I am imported. The Lone Star State. I am imported. Do you know what's a good I beer from Texas? Um, Shiner Bach. That's good stuff. Shiner Bach. We don't get that in, our, in Europe, yes, indeed. Ireland or Europe. <laughs> I can get that. I actually, this may upset you, but I have to say it. I found out that I'm a Murphy Stout person rather than a Guinness person. Yeah, I am too. But I, I like. I think I prefer Murphy's. They don't sell it in most pubs. It's creamier. You see, like we have three big uh, stouts over here and it's like a, a level. The, the Beamish is the harsher one. Some people like that. Guinness is in the middle and Murphy's is on top. It's the creamiest. I, I, it basically boiled down to this. So where I'm from in Lake Charles, Louisiana, there's a uh, pub called McAllister's. Not McAllister's. Um, I can't. I can't think of the name of the place. But it was like McGinty's or it's not McAllister's. McGarnigal's or something, something like of that. the of the sort. Something of the sort. And um, that's going to bother me because I can see <laughs> the place. I can see the inside of it. Um, 
I I had a whole flight of different beers from all over, you know. Mm-hmm. And they was like, this one here is Guinness, and then this one is Guinness Drought, and this is Guinness Black or whatever. And I was like, I like this one. And I think the thing that changed me was like, after you drink a whole pint of Guinness, you kind of feel like you ate something. <laughs> it's an a, amazing it's fact a for you. Feeling... Do you know there's less calories in a pint of Guinness than any, any, than any lager? It's the lowest amount of calories of all the beers. That's amazing to me because I have never been fuller <laughs> than drinking Guinness after a trivia night. It does it does fill you like up. Was, it, it fills out the, the edges, you know. It really after a meal, a few pints and there's not gonna be much room left for anything else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was trying to I had did some bangers and mash, right? You know, this this place is an Irish pub, so bangers and mash they had the all the stuff, assuming that's what is authentic. It's not really very it's that authentic popular. to me. It's I not that popular, it. but you have Spuds potatoes, so you're you're winning. We love we love them. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it tasted good. I was cool with it. And then uh, they were like, "Yo, two rounds of Guinness." I was like, "Hey, I'm game. Let's do it." Uh, trivia night was over with, and then, dude, I was like waddling out of there. It was. Yeah, of course I drank shots of other things, but the Guinness summed me over the edge, and I was just like, "Oh, this is this isn't good." Yeah, this is, <laughs> this <laughs> well, is the worst good. I ever did was. Um, yeah. Now I don't drink like this anymore, but I had fifteen pints of Murphy's on Paddy's Day once in Cork, and uh, yeah, I was I, I was feeling that the next day. Oh, okay, <laughs> all right. Okay, on, on this, that point, onto the base, onto base. <laughs> yeah, we've started. Okay. So, All we right. were, oh yeah. So what's up? What's up is, I want to know what was going on with the, you were rodding, hot rodding the bases and I, I, I mess around with guitars all the time and I'm pretty knowledgeable about that stuff, but I didn't know what the hell you were doing sticking magnets into your square. <laughs> okay. So the idea was this, the idea was to get more output out of a pickup rather than have to spend 150 bucks on buying a whole new set. Whenever I first started doing the uh, hot rodding thing on a certain number of bases, I think I've done it on maybe three on my channel. Uh, it came because I didn't have a uh, I didn't have a replacement that was one to one for the pickups I was using in my base. So I had a SX base, which is right, uh, right here. I don't know if you're gonna see it there. You can see it. So it's mm-hmm. an SX natural six string base, and uh, trying to find something that would fit it without me having to do, um, like body modifications, was kind of hard. So I was like, okay, what can I do to kind of give me a, a different little outlook and stuff. Uh, or give me a different sound or give me a little bit more oomph whenever I'm playing. So I was like, okay, let me, let me look on the internet and see what is possibly out there. And I came across the idea of hot riding bases by simply adding magnets to the bottom sides of your pole pieces that are, you know, 
over the strings or mm-hmm. under the strings and it adds more magnetism thereby adding more output to what your signal is seeing so when could this be actually useful this comes in more useful when you do a whole bunch of like uh articulation type things so like if you play hard and you want to really play soft and then like yeah so when you dig in really hard it gets really gritty really fast and uh the amount of that grit increases a lot so i haven't changed the strings on my bass in probably a year and a half on the six string bass that i did that to one because they're black beauties and they look the part like this is a natural bass. I have mm. a black pit guard, black inlays, black hardware. It just kind of runs. <laughs> and they're the expensive as well. The black beauty. So also. So I just kind of left it alone. And then whenever I do the little solo gig, whenever those come around, they're already weathered, they're already worn in. Uh biggest thing would be breaking it whenever I'm slapping. Mm. Other than that, if I'm just doing a solo thing and I'm just playing regular, I don't have to worry about anything. So that's how it actually started. But I got that from a lead guitar, uh, a lead guitar YouTube video that I seen. They took three uh, magnets and threw it under their pickups because I have a bass and it's a bigger magnet spread. I had to do uh, five. I did end up doing five mm-hmm. around each one of them and 12 coming to pack. So I was like, all right, cool. That works. Yeah. Cool. That's so that's interesting. how that actually started. Does it is it gives you is it kind of getting close yeah. to like an active bass sound out of the passive bass with or is it just giving you those that kind of level well, of output? So so this this is the thing. So with that bass, I actually turned it into an active bass by adding an Audair preamp, and uh, the battery cavity is in the control plate. So it's an active bass, but my uh, pickups weren't giving me much characteristic change whenever I was messing with them. Like mm. they would just kind of just be like, meh, you know? Yeah. So uh, me doing that kind of gave it a little bit more character whenever I actually played on mm. it and stuff like that. So cool. And what does that entail? Uh, if you're doing a solo gig, what does that mean? You're playing with backing tracks or playing solo bass things? So, so usually how it goes is I'll have a, uh, like a band or I'll be a part of a program and I'll have like, you know, five or six songs that I kind of do the cover of and where you would hear the vocal lead, that would be my bass. Mm. So like, um, I would basically be singing, but with my bass. So I would take either a uh, pedal that does an octaver to kind of raise up what my bass can do because yeah. I can't play lead. I got these big hands, right? <laughs> so um, I take an octaver, raise up the octave, and then go into the dusty end of the bass and kind of play the melody, uh, kinda. play out what the person is singing, mm. basically, and then kind of do some embellishments. But that's what what it would do. So it's like the pop culture, whatever is popular right now, it would be mm. me playing bass to what, they're supposed to be singing. So ends up happening is uh, people will catch the melody and then they'll be singing it while I'm playing the exact same tune. <laughs> cool. It, it's, so it's, it's kind of like, like a, a, I'll play. Yeah, I'll, pl- I'll play. And then 
they'll they'll start singing the part and then i'm like yeah and then i come back in and i play <laughs> the whole thing and then it's kind of a family it's not how jazz started yeah. when when jazz kicked off that's what they were doing they were just playing the popular songs as they and then they'd pick up the melody and then they just solo like crazy over mm-hmm. them but people knew the tunes mm-hmm. from singing them like yeah you know where it's going so anything i do to get to the finish line you're okay with because you know where it has to stop yeah. and then the chorus has to start. So cool. there that's you go. Fun. So that that's fun. Like, that sounds Whenever I like do fun. the solo stuff. Yeah, it is. Cause you can, you can experiment with doing all this stuff, but at the very end of it, you know that at the end of that four count, pop, 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 boom, that you back to the original piece. <laughs> and then uh, you got to be there for that part because there's a chorus and everybody knows the chorus of a song. You may not know the verses, but I yeah. guarantee you, you know, the chorus. So <laughs> That's kind of what I do. Cool. Then. And uh, you don't do loops and then do the do you do and do the melodies over them. You play with a band like to do that. Well, there has been some situations where it has to be where it has to have been acoustic, and I do have a looper pedal. I use a TC Electronic Ditto Looper, just a little cheap one, a little mm. sixty-five dollar one, and uh, I drop the beat first, right. And then I come with the bass line and then I come with the melody and then pull it out, pull it in, whatever I need those things to build. But yeah, I've done it that way too. It's a little bit more, it's a little bit more hectic because you have to be very precise in what you're doing. You have to be very intentional in what you're doing with that. So uh, it's, it's more exciting, but it's far more dicey than to play with a band. (laughs) Yeah. Tell me say, Hey, run it around again. (laughs) Yeah, run it around again. Let me catch it. <laughs> I put them up. On, yeah. I put a bunch of them on um, Instagram myself, like, and uh, a bunch of Redbone and a few other popular tunes. And someone asked me to do a gig, like, solo bass. And I was just saying to them, what you see on Instagram took me about 100 takes. And I can't, I wouldn't do that in front of a crowd. It would just be a disaster. I said, I'm not the guy to do a solo <sighs> bass gig. I said, Man. I can make a cool video where I'm doing a loop. But that one take was one out of maybe a thousand. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, A lot of a lot of that is I will agree with you because, you know, you kind of want to put your best foot forward whenever you post anything online because you become scrutinized by people that don't know you. And uh, so you kind of want to be good at what you're doing. Uh, But a lot of my. I don't know if you actually like watch my videos, but a lot of my style is kind of. Yeah, no, you, you, you <laughs> yeah, caught I'm, me there when we logged on. Time. You were like, "Hey, are you doing your research right now?" <laughs> I was watching your channel. <laughs> yeah, a lot of my stuff is is straight from the hip. I everything that I do, pretty much, unless I'm like shortening a clip, I've ran that video one time through. Reason why is because. I don't want to talk to somebody that's hella polished. Mm. Like I don't want to try to learn from somebody that's a business. I'd much rather learn from somebody that's family. That's cool. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So like, uh, yeah, you kind of, whenever you, you put out like a polished product, you kind of, I'm here. You're here. Mm. You're trying to get here. So I have to be here. Mine is, I'm not good at playing bass. 
I love everything about the bass. <laughs> I love everything about the drums. Let me tell you what I know. And then if you can get anything out of it, dope. If you can't, well, at least we experienced this together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, so I, that's kind I, of what uh, sets your channel apart, though, because it, I, you won't take offense if I say it's not super polished. It It is what it is like. So, but it's funny because mm-hmm. people think I could, they're like, I can't do a YouTube channel. Uh, and they look at like, you know, famous YouTubers like Patrick Hunter or Paul Davids. And they're like, Davey 504. Davey 504. Patrick I need Hunter. to make those videos. And then, but you're just being you and you're building up mm-hmm. this huge fan base. And as well, you seem to have way more interaction than guys who might have yeah. more followers than you. You've got like a community because they know you now. Yeah. You're not just this polished yeah. dude who never mis- makes a mistake. <laughs> Yeah, I listen. The crazy thing is, I kind of, I kind of think about it like this. Victor Wooten said something, and it's been very, uh, it's very convenient for me to use this, especially in this situation. But I'm gonna go ahead and say it, and it's that there are no such things as a wrong note. You move it to the left, or you move it to the right. It's in some scale. Yeah. It's true. Oh, I do that shotgun mentality <laughs> with all my videos. I did the, uh, I just released the Sire U5, right? I did that today. Yeah, right? I, was, I looked at it and then I was looking at the Sire. I was like, my God, Sire after bringing out a short scale base, like I have to get one. Yeah, it's, it's, it's gorgeous. Like this is low in lobsters, but it's, it, it does it, man. It does it. It does the. It does it. That is awesome. Love it. Yeah, it looks good. It feels good. Um, but like in in me playing along with the funk track, here's a little behind the scenes, especially for your show. I had not listened to that track, and as I was listening to it, I was playing it. Yeah, you were grooving, jamming with it. I suppose. Here's here's the thing, though. If you get halfway through it there's a wrong note that's or that's out of scale so i pedaled the note and then came back to the left or to the right of the note and then i fell back into the scale that goes to pro- prove the exact point hey man if you gave said. me permission i'll put that audio at the end of the podcast <laughs> that's completely fine with me i don't really care whatever um but i do have to say that I hadn't played the track. I didn't know what key it was in. And if you watch my body language, that's literally me going like, okay, record, record, sound levels. All right, cool. We good. And then go. And then, so I was playing it and I was like, okay, what key is it in? Okay. (laughs) What are you doing? All right, cool. And then I went to a solo part and if I fell out of a scale, and then I just pedaled back into the scale and worked my way right on back to where I was. And that goes to prove that there is no wrong note. No. It's something that makes you, that draws your attention to a certain part. So if I hadn't fell out of that scale at that point, you wouldn't have got that nice riff going no. all the way back to the original note. It's all about being in the pocket though. Like uh, if, if yeah. you do a fill with really weird notes, but, in the pocket or in the right it sounds cool yeah you can get away with some serious like thundercat does the most crazy fills but they're always in the pocket so you're like you're like oh yeah that was good yeah and then the messed up part is you can't use them no (laughs) like you can't you can't use them 
any other time than what that just happened right there. Like yeah. I've tried to take his chord progression and use it in a groove. You 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 can't. Uh, I'll get I'll give you the song Dragon Ball Do Rag. <laughs> and what? Some it's name a for great song. <laughs> groove. Phenomenal groove. It. Oh yeah. Like it's gonna make you do that. <laughs> Trying to take that and put that into usable situations. Mm. Unless I start by myself, you can't you can't fit that you can't fit those chord progressions in there because they clash each other and they don't fit any specific pattern that's normal for musicianship. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It, you're it's like, like putting a round peg into a square hole, like it's <laughs> Yeah, it yeah, you work. can force it as much as you want to. But that's all time it might go in there, but it ain't gonna be as snug as if you put the actual shape in there. <laughs> I think that could be the problem as well with learning like what bass licks. Now I do learn I play a lick or put them up, but I don't really be big into learning them because you can't be playing a song and go, I'm gonna put this lick in here. It it it's never gonna groove like it. You just have to just yeah. play whatever comes out. Yeah, yeah. It's uh there are some like okay, so Lobster was on his, right? Low and Lobster, you had yeah. him on here, right? Uh, no, I haven't had him on yet. I will get him on, though. You will? Okay, awesome. Uh, Low end has... He has a... Um, he has a specific set of uh, bass patterns he does when he demos his stuff. Mm-hmm. He has two bass licks that I was like, <laughs> I need them. So I just watched his video and watched that part and watched that part. I need this. How are you doing this? He's, he's a, he's an interesting dude. I, I hope you get him on here. Cause he's also weird. You and him do some cool collabs. Like I, he did like one of, let me say what I think happened and you can tell me if I'm wrong. You sent, he, you, you did a base build off. He built mm-hmm. one base, a Franken base, uh-huh. and you built a Franken base, and you sent uh-huh. it to each other, and he, yeah. and then you kind of reviewed it, each other's Franken base. Is that kind of what you did? Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's I actually cool. still have, I still have mine. He gave his, he sold, or he uh, gave his off to charity. So I wanted to. Oh, that's nice. Frenchie. I never. Okay. So I went after the Sandberg type vibe for this one so it's a weird color mm. a la marlo dk that's i love him as a bass player he's my dude so i went with the pink and then i sanded it down to make it like less shimmery yeah and then uh Relic. i went about relicking it and uh it kind of <laughs> gives a uh use situation yeah. to it and uh, plays good. I went with the Seymour Duncan pickups. And then I've just recently put in an Ardair preamp in here. Um, that's just my brand of choice mm. as far as uh, preamps go. And, uh, yeah, I have the battery here on the back. A few cigarette burns, few beat dings, scratches. Throw it down the driveway or something. <laughs> yeah, man. I had to, like, scuff it around. I took a, a grinder to it. I was like, yeah, whatever. I don't That's care. That's the shot. <laughs> <laughs> a flamethrower works really well. I use it. <laughs> I have yeah, a kind I of a, a blowtorch, and it's brilliant for relicking the bases. 
Yeah, I actually nice. took a cigarette and I actually, I was like, hey, real quick, let me get that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, wow, okay. Smoking's so, dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's uh, real life. That's that's what we did. We took, uh, we took, I think the budget was $150 or so. And then we completely made a whole situation aside from the uh, preamp. The preamp, I think, was 84 bucks. That Did was the $150 later, include the base parts you had already, or was that to, to buy the parts, like a new pickup or something like that? No, so $150 was uh, the neck, the body, uh, bridge, hardware, and uh, control plate with the, with the uh, passive situation mm. in it. Uh, so I think, I think the, it ended up being like the body itself ended up being $35. The neck was like $54. Uh, the bridge was like 12 hardware was probably like 12 off Amazon. Uh, control plate was probably around, you know, 12, 15. And then, uh, we had the strings from MJC. We're both MJC artists. So that was cool. And then, um, you know, the TLC, getting the fret edges because it's just a slab neck. They yeah. don't care about it. So you have to, you know, grind everything That's down where the real skill it. comes in, though, making it play nice, you know. Yeah. That with, with a cheap, you do a lot of cheap bass reviews. but And yeah. I actually set up 15 cheap basses last week. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I had to do it for the job I'm doing at the moment. So we got uh-huh. 15 basses in. But there, were, there, there wasn't actually that much to do apart from the odd twist to the Allen key and that kind of stuff. They, they, but you get ones that are cheaper than what I was working with. You get like $50 bases. Well, I'd say, I think the cheapest that I've actually dealt with is $75. And those are the glary bases, um, which actually turned out to be really good bases. Like yeah. I've, I've had uh, four. I still have one. And uh, I've either given them to friends that wanted to start playing bass or I think one dude was like, yo, I really like this one. How much you want for it? I was like, you can just have it. He was like, no, nah, man, I'm going to give you 100 I was like, all right, cool. I don't. <laughs> nice. Whatever. That's fine. So uh, I still have my one, which is here. It's a uh, blue burst and gold hardware. One that I think I'm actually gonna give. I'm gonna give to another friend who uh, wants to start. I like kind of. That's kind of my thing, man. You like the bass fairy? Like you're just going around giving bass. Yeah, to man. I, I. You can tell people that actually have a passion for it, and then people that just want to get stuff. Like mm-hmm. if I give something to you, it's just gonna sit in the corner. Yeah, I don't want to give it to you. But exactly. if you like actually show interest in doing something and you have a reason behind it i have no problem sewing into your journey i have no problem doing that i think i've actually given away maybe probably a baker's dozen bases fair play that's awesome i haven't i don't think i've given away any bases but i have a few around here that i could probably you know but i never met someone who said i want to start playing the bass and i can't afford a bass or i don't have one so I would. Yeah. I, I have a bunch of them there that I would give away happily if, like you said, yeah. you could see the passion. You know. Yeah, it's 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 kind of one of those things. Uh, 
you ever seen a kid and all you want to do is just like talk to him and hug him? Yeah. Right. That's kind of so whenever I talk to people and they're like, yo, what you did kind of inspired me to like start writing. I was like, oh, okay, cool. So that's a little, that's a little thing there. Mm. All right, cool. And it was like, yeah, man, I just need to, like, I, I need that thing. I was like, okay. They and need their, like, they need a pen. Been, the base is like yeah. their pen. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I've been, you know, and that'll lead, lead to how are you doing that? Like how are you shaping grooves like you do? Mm. Or how do you take a whole band and like without telling them drop down and then bring it up and then move to the side? And then like, how do you, how do you do that? And it's just feel. And it's like, man, I want that. And you can see it. You can see that thing. Because we are a bass people, you see yeah. the thing. <laughs> bass <I'm> radar. <laughs> okay. So I'll start explaining it. And if I see that they're actually trying to sponge what I'm saying, I'll it'll start happening. I'm like, okay, I don't have a problem actually sewing into you. So yeah, I've done that maybe twelve times or cool. so in my life. And do you teach yeah. as well, bully? Do you do you teach privately at all, bass? <laughs> No. no what am i gonna teach you <laughs> what am i gonna teach anybody? everyone says that teach- but then then they then they start talking like you just did like that that's the most valuable lesson you can give someone your philosophy when it comes to bass like then you well, show them like some intervals grooves uh, hey before you know it you're a bass teacher well okay so i have to say that no i'm not a teacher because i've never been taught everything that i've learned i kind of got from me just playing mm. and stuff. So I've never been trained to do what I do. That that sounds pompous, even me saying that. I've never been taught how to do anything. I just mm. kind of, I fail where I fail, you know? Yeah. And then, uh, so me saying that I'm going to teach somebody what I didn't get taught is weird to me. I'd much rather help you along. Because mm. I'm not... In my mind, I'm not there. The people that are there are Victor Wooten, Jaco Pastores, Flea, you know, yeah. Marlo DK, Scott's Bass Lessons, like Scott Devine, rather, like Janet Guizdala. Like, these cats are there. Yeah. I'm not there. I'm just a regular dude. Yeah, but I'll, put, I'll put this to you. If people on the internet are looking at ja- Jaco, Scott Devine as the bar, they're ne- <laughs> maybe they need teachers who aren't at that bar yet they need the ones who are more here to learn from that that's what i think like it, i it, mean I, I put up instructional videos uh, not as much this year but i have a bunch of them in the making and mm-hmm. i'm not up there with scott divine and them but i still have something to show people i think like yeah. you know so yeah i have uh i actually have a so you want to play bass little mini series and i think it's like seven episodes or whatever and it's on my channel uh for those that are just starting out actually start from how to balance your bass how to tune up uh you know basic stuff and i think i might actually hit that again around my birthday august and then run it one more time for those that are new to the channel Mm. and stuff like that but i don't i don't consider myself a teacher even though i've been told that 
because you did this, I got back into this and thank you for being an inspiration. And that makes me feel good as a person, but like, it's not, for me, it's not about that. Yeah, well, the worst yeah. bass teacher is the guy you go to and he's like, I uh, hear some tabs, go home and earn them. The real teacher is the person who inspires you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I think anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's about, it's about, um, making, passing on the passion that you have to somebody else to get them excited about doing something that you both enjoy. Mm. Cause there's nothing like there's, there's nothing like being in the pocket. Yeah. There's absolutely nothing like being in the pocket in that you don't know what you did to get there. You probably don't know what you're doing while you're in there and you hate to leave. Yeah, it's the it's the warmest place in the world. You're in there. Oh, dude, it's so snuggly in there. Oh, <laughs> and all I need, all I need is a good, a good pad, like a good keyboard pad, mm. and a solid drummer. And we can we can go into that zone, and come out of that zone, and go in and change the grooves. And at some point, those streams like we just sync up and we know where we're going it's a it's an amazing feeling if you don't it's like it's like closing your eyes and putting on uh noise canceling headphones and just like listening to your favorite music you start to hear things that you wouldn't normally hear if it was played out in the open so like that's that's pretty much the best way I could describe it. The first time I put on Beats headphones and I listened to the same song that I've been listening to, but I put them on and then all of a sudden I could hear like different stuff happening like behind mm-hmm. my head. Yeah. And now I'm listening for smaller nuances in the song that I didn't hear in that moment where you don't think about what's going on around you and you're fully encapsulated by what you're experiencing is the pocket. It, it's a very ethereal thing. It's I'm, just trying to, I'm not trying to explain it to you. I'm trying to explain it to people that don't know what it is. <laughs> I think it's very personal to the person as well. Like it, one man's description might be different, but <laughs> I get what you're saying. Like, and um, did, I was wondering, yeah. I saw you play with gospel musicians. Did, did you grow up in that culture of, you know, playing bass in church? Is that kind of, yes, how you, yes, that's how you that's, started playing the bass? Yeah. So you, yeah, so you were familiar uh, with the pocket from a young, a much younger age than most people. If you're, yeah, in I church actually started the on the drums too. Yeah. I actually started on the drums too. So, uh, that relationship between me and the drummer was pretty much established because the drummers were my cousins. So mm. I played the drums, taught them how to play the drums, and then I moved to the bass. They were still on the drums. One moved to the keyboard. This is the musician core of the church. So we don't have to look at each other. Like, to this day, we don't have to look at each other. We know what's happening. Just give us about 30 seconds to fill out where each person is. Okay, cool. Cool. All right. Yeah. This is exactly what's happening. <laughs> Let's do it. We're on. Yeah. So yeah. It's 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 an amazing thing whenever you feel it. Whenever it's happening. Yeah. 
for people over here where I am, we don't really, we have nothing, no, um, nothing to relate to that really. Like our church, going to church here is very depressing experience and you stop going as soon as you can. <laughs> it's like once you're old enough to not be made go by your parents, you're never going back. So like we can't really relate to that. That's if, <laughs> If if going to church meant you got to play bass for an hour with all the best musicians in town, we'd all be like get putting our bass and our back on Sunday to go down. Like, yeah, yeah, I, I get it. Um, dang man, oh, I don't even. I don't. Let's see. It's so. Where are you at right now? Where am I? Yeah, where are you at? Uh, I'm in my shed. No, I mean, as far as the town, where are you at? Oh, uh, I'm like in the south of Ireland. It's like, uh, tip, it's called Clonmel. Okay. It's like a small town in the south of Ireland. I'm trying to think. Would Dropkick Murphys be somebody that you know? Yeah, yeah I, I know the those bands, uh, Flog and Mollies and Dropkicks. Yeah, right? Okay, so... I actually got to go to a uh, concert. They came over and randomly went to Baton Rouge in Louisiana. And it was, it was tavern music. And it was like, they'll come up with a story. Lordy, doity, 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 doity. It was the best. And I had no idea what was going on. I drank beer out of a boot. It was great. It was a great <laughs> time. Not a real boot. It was a glass boot. I don't want anybody to judge me. <laughs> these um, are these are this is kind of um a hyper real semi acrum is what they call it. It's like not really something that happens in Ireland, but it's like a hyper realized like we we don't drink listen, out of gra- of glass boots. We don't listen to music like the Flog and Molly. <laughs> it's like extreme versions of things I, we might do over here. I'm completely fine with that. <laughs> I, now that you told me, I'm good with that. However, that was the most the most fun I've had in a long time being drunk. And I remember the whole night, which is also amazing. <laughs> so, so, are you trying, that. so that's like the church for us, you think? <laughs> a good party like that? I feel like it. Yeah, I, I feel like it. That's the biggest comparison I have. You, uh, yeah, you're drinking spirits. It makes you feel a certain way and you feel better. Usually whenever you leave the place, than when you came. Yeah. Except you don't have a killer hangover after going to church. That's, <laughs> that's the only thing. Some would hope. Some <laughs> would hope. <laughs> <laughs> Hangover can also be confused as guilt. Oh, Just okay. how you look at it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, how did um? When did you start this YouTube channel? Because like you have an impressive amount of followers, like and like you said, there it's like a community. Have Have you been doing it for a good few years, or is it recent enough kind of thing? Um, I think I've I've been putting videos up for right around four years. And, um, yeah, I I actually started this so that my mom could watch me play. Like, I used to play at the home church, right? So I moved to start my career 
doing what I do. And she, I, I wasn't at the home church anymore playing for her and stuff like that. She couldn't go to church, hear me play. You know, that was a thing that she enjoyed. So I created the YouTube channel so that I could play church songs and she can watch me play or hear me play in the background. So that's, that's originally why it started. Then uh, random people started to like click on my videos because of the bases I was using. Like I would say, like that was my first bass that I ever modified. The SX, the six string joint. That was the first bass I've ever modified. And I put that on there and I was playing songs with that bass or saying what I'm going to do to it. My first impressions and stuff. And people were interested in that bass. So they started to watch my videos. Well, I seen a video get, you know, 12, which seven could have been me watching my video critiquing myself. And then (laughs) it would go to the next video. And then it'd be like, yeah, man, it was just me. Just like, I, I I suck at talking to myself. <laughs> uh, it was just me doing that over and over and over. Why did you say that? Seriously? <laughs> Wife, come see this. Look how dumb I am on camera. <laughs> that type of thing. So, uh, yeah. Then it started to, like, jump to, like, hundreds. And I was like, I know I didn't watch this video a hundred times. I'm critiquing myself, but not like, not that much. And then people would subscribe to me and I'm like, I'd go from five, which is my family, basically, to 30. And then I like 60. And I was like, who are all these mystery people? They've got to be bots. And then people (laughs) started commenting on my videos. I was like, okay, so y'all are real people. Why are you, why are you here? Okay. Is this what you want (laughs) to... Let's, let's, okay, let's continue doing this stuff. So I started playing songs and then, you know, doing covers, uh, introduced drums to the channel. That kind of did good. I was like, okay, well, I'll just do what I want to do on here. And then people started asking for things like, hey, can you teach this or so? And I'm like, I wasn't taught. I don't know what you're talking uh, talking about. Maybe I should learn the number system. I don't know what this, what progression, what, what's this? (laughs) so it just kind of grew from there so um yeah my my life over the past year has kind of changed a little bit now that low and lobster is there dibble is there uh me and lobster had the base on our channels that we sent over to dibble Mm. and he he's he's the rock dude i do funk and then Lobster is kind of like either funk type soul type thing. He does that, mm. but I'm funk. That's me. I slap yeah. any bass you give me. I'm slapping. That's going to happen. <laughs> and then Dibble is the rock dude. So he's the pick master. I don't, that's not my thing. So we sent that bass over to him. He was like, yeah, he's going to love this one. And he did. And I was <laughs> like, all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a great guy. Dibble is a legend. He was on the yeah. podcast back last year. And his videos are serious. He puts yeah. in serious effort into his videos with the, the yeah. angles and all They're that like stuff. They're like A1 quality. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, he makes me feel bad about my videos. I'm like, man, I should probably try harder because he's <laughs> nah. got like cut scenes of the bases 
coming in hot from the side. Oh, yeah, it's like Hollywood. <laughs> I'm like, oh, man, I should try more to do this, but I don't. <sighs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> I think everyone watches different channels for certain reasons, and I, I don't really do those intros yeah. either because I'm like, I'm not spending 10 hours editing an intro that everyone's just going to skip. <laughs> it's just, boom, here's the video. Let's start. You know what? I'm going to give you something about that because I recently started doing an intro on my videos and that only came because of Lobster. Uh, I did the intro myself and I think it's maybe like 12 seconds. It's really only taking clips of prior videos of things you thought was semi-cool. Throw it in, in there. Boom, boom, boom. Done. Yeah, simple. Grooving over track. <laughs> it's really simple. I didn't know. And then once you do it, rinse and repeat for all your videos. And yeah. then you can do cool shots out. Like, you know. <laughs> hey, not to take away. footage. Do that, but not to take <laughs> away from Dibble. If someone was doing my editing for me, I'd be like, I would try and get it as good as Dibble. But he's the master of, you know, getting that high quality, loads of angles. Fair play to him. Dude, I don't know. I have no idea what he does for a living, but I know it has to be something like that. I'm an engineer. Lobster is a, is a uh, IT nerd. Dibble has to be some type of IT nerd. He has to be. Because <laughs> there's no way you're coming in just a regular Joe and doing stuff like that. Like, no. And he's just starting his channel. You, There's no way you're coming in like that. No. <laughs> so yeah. so you're, you have a day job as an engineer. Like You're not playing bass for a living. No. Heck no. This ain't going to pay. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, I'm an electrical engineer by trade. Yeah. That's cool. So uh yeah. This is this is a uh hobby that's taken on a life of its own. It's been it's been an experience. I I'm getting like I don't know you and you're talking to me. I know, yeah. It's and mad, this is gonna it? be broadcasted somewhere. This is and beyond me. And there's going to be a lot of bass players in Ireland listening to it, and they're going to know who you are. It's it's straight. And then they might call to your house for a pint when they come to Oklahoma. <laughs> hey man, listen. If you come, if you come here, or if I'm still here, absolutely, I owe you a pint. We can share a, a, a case of Guinness. I'm completely cool with it. But the electronic engineer obviously comes in handy when you're doing the wiring. I I'm terrible at wiring bases. I absolutely hate it. Like, yeah. Um. You would think so, but the type of in, like I'm a power engineer, so uh, controls is me doing the soldering iron stuff. It's something that I still had to learn. So all I did was just you know check it out on YouTube, mm. and uh, I basically learned how to do it. And I did the quick math. Uh, if I just took all my bases that I had to modify and sent it to Guitar Center or some place like that, some guitar place. I'd be $5,000, $6,000 in the hole right now. Yeah. <laughs> when you know? I could just buy a soldering station for $40 and learn how to do it myself. So I learned how to do it myself a few years ago. And I was like, all right, it's not hard. Let's do it. So I it's did. not really hard. It it just takes practice to get good at the soldering and buy a good soldering and don't buy a shit one that can't get hot enough. Get yeah, at least one that is gets hot enough. Yeah. And also... Uh, after a few years, buy new tips to your soldering iron. <laughs> oh, God, Trust I haven't done that. that. <laughs> my, the tip on my one is just 
destroyed. Yeah, unless you're cleaning it every time you're using it, buy a new tip. Because the one I, that came with mine is like a thick, uh, it's like a marker, like a permanent mm-hmm. marker thick tip. And you can't get, like you like you can't get into those, like the circuit boards. You need something that's like thin. You got to spend is it- the money. Is it never spend the, money. <laughs> spend the money? But is it never scary when you look into the control cavity of an active base and you just see wires, just yes. fifty wires, and you're like, "What the hell?" I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you the cheat code. You ready? Go for it. Okay, so you look into an active base, and you're you have to swap the pickups, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Rather than go to the circuit board and pull off those points, assuming that it's like, uh, you know, just a regular jazz jazz bass, right? It's going to be two points, a hot and a negative, right? Yeah. Cut them right before you go to the circuit board. Why? So that you can solder not on a circuit board and heat up the board and break it, but you can solder directly to the wire and then wrap it up. You're good to go. <laughs> I, I've done that one. I, I do that trick, but I'm talking about when your active base isn't working properly and you have to figure oh, out man. what's okay. going on in the circuitry. That's when things get complicated. Oh, yes. Now, that particular situation is a whole bunch of uh, volume isolation or it's uh, voltage isolation, rather. So it's... Okay, I turn this up. <laughs> Am I getting hot here? No. No. So I actually ran into that whenever I was messing with... Where are you at? This base. Of course, I have active examples of what I'm talking about. Of course. <laughs> and you can reach them all. That's so professional. You can just boom. <laughs> <laughs> So this is a uh, SX base, which is kind of how I came on the scene. Oh, I like the headstock. I like the way they didn't copy Defender headstock. They just tried yeah, something it's, different. It's a little different. Yeah. Uh, something they were doing for a while. And uh, this is an ash body maple neck uh, perloid inlays. I don't know if you can see that. But yeah, uh, I put in this Ardair preamp and this pickup on the last pickups were was going out like i ended up finding out that the negative lead on this had fallen off but i didn't know that this was the problem i thought this was the problem so (laughs) i took this out these three screws the battery is inside the cavity there is no battery compartment on the back of it so the battery is in here and oh that's a thing that lets you know it was on. So um, I had to take that out. And then me tap into each wire to see if I'm getting a voltage out of it was a nightmare. Oh, God. <laughs> so you go into it kind of like, okay, I need a clamp. So I clamp to the bridge and then I put the test light on. Okay, I'm getting voltage out of here when I plug in here. And I take the plug out. I plug in again. Am I getting a light? No. Okay. Plug in here. Well, everything checked out here. And I was like, okay, maybe it's the inputs. Maybe, maybe it's the inputs. So I'll take 
this pickup, wire it into the slot that this pickup goes into and see if it plays. Yeah. It did. <laughs> okay. I take that out. I take this pickup, wire it into where the bridge pickup plays. Didn't play. Okay. It's the pickup. Go to the neck pickup. No, I'm I I'm a I'm an engineer. I gotta try multiple situations to confirm <laughs> an answer. So I plugged it back into the neck one. Didn't play. One last time. Bridge to neck pickup position. Played. All right. You my MFer. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how I saw How many hours that did that take though? <laughs> Oh man, probably like 45 minutes. Like I think I did it on camera and mm-hmm. I was diagnosing the whole situation. Uh, yeah. And I kind of talked through the whole thing mm. while I was going through. Well, that, that's what it is with all fixing instruments. It's just trial and error. Start with the most obvious thing and make things yeah. more complicated after that. Like, Yeah. You don't go into the, I need a new pickup and a new preamp situation no. ever. No. It's got to be one of two things. Yeah. They, Number they, one is my cord. Is it my yeah. cord? <laughs> <laughs> I use fixed ba- fix guitars back in, in, I was in a band with a guy and he used to always sit on the couch playing guitar and every mm-hmm. guitar he had was broken, the jack input. And they'd just be sitting around. He's like, oh, they're, they're done. I, have to ne- I need a new guitar. I'd be like, man, it's just a jack. Just, and I just soldered it for him. Done. <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting there. Maybe you need to switch from a straight jack to a ninety degree. Yeah, that would could be as simple as that. Because that would save a I lot know of guitars. He, he's not he's not taking care of them. Obviously, <laughs> <laughs> just put a ninety degree jack, plug it into the guitar. Yeah, put it underneath it. the strap. Good to go. <laughs> Out the way. Uh, have you done Ooh, an inventory man. of your bases ever? Do you know? Like, I don't know how big your room is. It, I can't tell. But you just look. Is it like a, a big shed or? Just a small no, music room. man. This is probably, uh, probably thirteen by ten. This room, those so thirteen wide. So yeah. just to give you an idea, uh, so that's one wall. Okay. Right. And then bases over here, and then that's the other wall. So it's probably thirteen wide by ten deep. Mm. And uh, I, I think I have every I have everything as far as a man cave desires. I have the refrigerator. <laughs> nice. I have few, the few microwave. <laughs> I have my drums over here. <laughs> <laughs> you got, and do you have a, a limit on the amount of bases you're allowed to have? Well, not allowed, or you can fit. Yes, and that is nineteen at the present moment. So one Hopefully. one go one comes in, one has to leave. Is that how it works? That's the idea usually. However, I have cases now, so <laughs> that hasn't been addressed. That hasn't been addressed fully. So, yeah, I uh, I have cases now, so that's a new little uh, caveat. To <laughs> what's there, going have you? On would here. you have like many bases that you have like a sentimental attachment to? Like w- yes. you, like you don't. How many bases would you be comfortable to swap out for new ones? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna give you the real, because you do swap a lot. You like you're sending bases to lobster, and you're getting the yeah. SX bases, and you're 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 yeah. you don't have too much um, separation anxiety. We'll say with those. No, 
with those ones, no. Uh, there are. It's kind of like Forrest Gump. There's one Jenny, right? But there's thirteen <laughs> ships that yeah. are named Jenny. So, for me, I have my signature base, which is the BTK five. That's a base that I designed per my spec. This is the best feeling base I've ever had. This is my number one girl. Uh, and then I have the first base I've ever had in my life. That's my number two. Um, realistically, those two are the ones that I have the most emotional tie to. One, because I created it. And then the second one, because it kind of created me. It, <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I'm saying I couldn't get rid of my first base. Like, it would be sacrilege. Man. I had to, like, I almost almost got into a family fight. Because <laughs> my, my uncle had my base. And he was like, I was like, hey, I need, I need my first base back. Because mm. that base gives me, it's really weird, dude. It gives me a tone that I can't get from other bases like it gives me a thing yeah. that i can't necessarily there's memory in the wood on. they say there's memory in the wood like it, it and it you're it, it, i don't know how real it is but it, it obviously has memories of your playing and all the licks and music you've played on it 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 it, it could be me mentally like it gives me a thing so like i'll hear anything any song that's like 80s on back in my head, if I hear the song, I can hear my bass produce that sound. Mm. My first bass. Yeah. Now, anything that's modern, yeah, my new bass, absolutely. Uh, you want to see it? Yeah. Is it, did you get a luthier to make that? Is that or did you build mm. it? A, a no, friend was is, it? Or this is a brand. They actually uh, hit me up. They was like, "Hey, we want to do this for you." I was like. Yes, awesome. yeah, I have stipulations, and they were like, <laughs> "Okay, well, what do you want?" And then I was like, "Yeah, get it out and tell us what 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 makes it a custom bit. Your custom base, like what makes it unique." Okay, all right, cool. So, right, lads, Bully's just getting it there now. Give him. He, he had every other base to hand except this fancy one. It's obviously in the most important part of the the room. <laughs> <laughs> It's All the right, one that so, he can grab quickest if there's a fire. He can just grab that. Oh, the wife, oh the this kids, one is go. going. This is in the case immediately. Uh, <laughs> throw the kids out the window. Carry this one out gingerly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hope my wife didn't hear that. Now, uh, so uh, hip shot tuners, ultralight, right? Yeah, the wood them. is uh, purple heartstring and Jatoba. No money, no expenses spared here. You got purple heart. You know it's an expensive base. <laughs> well, it's not too bad. It's not too bad. Um, actually, it's it's yeah, it's cheaper than the upper fender. Really, I'll okay. say that. Yeah, uh, not this one because I had special stuff done. So I love stars. So I have the Bootsy, uh, kind of a homage to Bootsy with the stars. Yeah, that's a that's a thing. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a thing. So uh, I have that going, and then I have the P pickup, which is my favorite sound, and then I have the See? Music Man pickup there, 
going on. And then the hip shot bridge. This is an 18 volt system. There. Uh, have the sparkle paint job. Uh, and then I have the Audair preamp, which is just, they're just my company. And it's a, uh, a volume blend high mid or treble high mid, low mid bass. And then uh, pickup biasing for the Music Man pickup. So it's like series, single coil, and parallel. Nice. And uh, yeah, there's a wheel here. So there's no adjustment in the headstock. Mm. It's down here. And uh, the the frets are stainless steel rather than the regular frets. So they'll never, ever wear down. And um, the fingerboard is ebony. The body wood is alder. Uh, it's all hip shot hardware. Yeah, it's... Yeah, that, it's really monster. sparkly. It's it's super sparkly. <laughs> <laughs> probably more, probably more in real life. Like, yeah, it's 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 a thing that's happening. <laughs> <laughs> all all you need is the matching shirt when you're playing live with that basin. <laughs> Listen, I don't I don't think I would do that. I think I wear all black just so I don't draw attention away from it. <laughs> <laughs> so, bully. Um, so how? How is the 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 Patreon going? That's that's kind of a new thing you're starting, is it? You're, you're yeah, trying uh, to get it's, going. It's like. it's it's churning along, and I think the thing that's kind of weird about my Patreon is that uh, everything that I get from the Patreon turns right back into giveaways for the Patreon. Like I don't need the money from YouTube. Like I'm not living off of youtube i'm this is all just a blessing for me so if you support me on the patreon then i'll then have things to give to you so like i just got in i just got in strings from mjc i'm gonna be giving some of those away on my patreon for free wherever and then i'm gonna be giving away this base actually and possibly that base. Nice. So it's a, uh, yeah, I'm going to be given like, I have to make room on my wall so that I get more stuff. So <laughs> I give away You're just going give to give your stuff to up. a base to a Patreon. That's awesome. Yeah. Like, and it's specifically to them. So there's a good thing and a bad thing. The less there are, the more possibilities of you winning but also i'm gonna be buying new stuff too and i'm gonna be giving that away so the more money i get on patreon the better stuff i can give away you get what i'm saying yeah that's class. so it kind of works yeah and I don't, i'm not keeping it i'm set up i have my base situation i have two base situations yeah there's a whole four by eight that this is resting on i'm cool Mm. I want to help people and that's kind of my thing like that's kind of where I'm at cool. like, I, I want to help people that actually care about doing the thing I care about doing yeah so I, I think you're coming at it from a different angle Patreon. than most people content creators if you don't mind being called that like is you, you're well you're not trying to become a youtuber it's not your career path so like 
you have a different outlook on it, I suppose. And that's kind of, people are seeing that and they're kind of, I can see them getting in it. Well, that sounds like great crack, the Patreon. <laughs> Join up and get a win a free base, maybe. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of that's kind of where I'm at. So, uh, actually, I think I'm going to be doing one giveaway for, I, can I say it here? Is that yeah. cool? Yeah. All right, cool. So, I'm going to be doing a video myself. This will be out in um, this base. Two, two weeks. I'll probably put this one out. So. Sweet. So this base is actually nice. being given away on my Patreon in March. This is a uh, sub. Is it Music Man a, sub? Uh, Sterling by Music Man mm. sub five. I actually sold that exact and, base uh, uh, before Christmas. I had one. Yeah, man. So this is this is going to be one of the first base that I give away this year. I've given away three on my channel so far. And uh, I have this one that I'm going to give away. And then May is going to be the next one that I give away something. And that's going to be this one. This is an Indian. Cool. If I don't give this base away, I'm going to revamp it. Yeah, (laughs) this is my Avril Lavigne. This is my punk base. (laughs) So when I do something crazy... Or I have to have a gig that involves me doing, you know, playing in a venue that's pretty wild. I'll pull this one out. So either I'm going to revamp this and then uh, possibly give it away or just revamp it for me. I don't know yet. But this one is going to be given away for sure. Awesome. Uh, I'm waiting on some Aguilar situations for this. And then I'm probably going to do an Ardair preamp in here as well. That should make this monstrous the very same time i could do the same thing for this one so we'll see we'll see how it goes <laughs> that's so, cl- so that's kind of like these the f- are going to be it, gone next month is that like your plan for the future keep keep uploading stuff and build a patreon up make some cool bases give out some free stuff is that basically the plan without having too much of a plan at the same time um my my plan, the only reason why the Patreon even exists is so that I could give back directly to the people that actually like rock with me. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So my my plan for my channel has never been to make money, not to profit or uh, give a review that I wouldn't stand behind. So I've had the question come, like every base that's on your channel, you like. I was like, yeah. yeah. It's like, so what does that mean? If I don't like the base, it doesn't come on my channel. That's that's a good policy, though. So if you, yeah, like I'm not, I've never got paid for any review that I done. Now, granted, I've had Fender has sent me two bases. Glary has sent me four bases. Um, I've had a few. Sire has sent me two bases. Like I've had a few companies work with me. And I told them all, like, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. If your base sucks, it sucks. I got, I'm not going to, I'm not going to sugarcoat anything because I'm just a regular dude, just like anybody else buying your stuff would be mm. just a regular person. So in my review, the only thing that I can give you is my real time reaction. And you can watch from how I play and what I'm doing, whether or not I dig this base or mm. not. And I feel like that comes through. Every time I play, because 
if I don't lose myself while playing the bass, then it's not worth me playing. Yeah. The the reviewers have integrity. Yeah. If I, if I, if I have a plan and this bass doesn't make me stray from that plan in the groove, (laughs) then you didn't do your job as a bass maker. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like everybody has a plan how to do it. You know what I'm saying? So that's 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 the best i can promise anybody that i do a review for so i've had a few companies that were like hey we'll give you this just say something good about us and mm. i was like mm. no <laughs> no <laughs> i didn't i didn't get offered any bases i got no. i got offered a watch but i don't even wear a watch and this company are like do you want one of our watches you'll have to promote it as like uh it might be a bit disingenuous a- <laughs> like i start coming on and i'm like showing off my new watch yeah <laughs> No, I had a company send. I'm a bass player. I'm a drummer. I had a company send me a lead guitar. <laughs> and oh, I know what was it like? Did, did they actually send post it to you? In it? No, uh, it's there. It's there. It's a nice guitar. Mm. It's a nice guitar. However, I'm a bass player. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't know is it just me oh. I kind of have a thing when I see bass channels when the bass the guy plays guitar I'm like I don't want to see you playing guitar on this channel I mean it might be just me like but I like to just see drums and bass no. that's cool but. it's 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 not just you it's not just you <laughs> I've had people that's like yo this is a bass channel don't play drums on you oh well the drums and the bass are okay it's my channel <laughs> <laughs> number one yeah this is my sh- <laughs> it's my channel and you're this telling me my channel <laughs> i do whatever the hell i want to i don't need yeah. you i didn't ask you to be here <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't i'm not i'm not holding a gun your to your name, head bro. to watch the video like <laughs> i didn't ask you to watch the first one that you got hooked on bro <laughs> i didn't this is for my mom Long as I don't have, you know, long as I have at least two, three subscribers, I'm cool. Is your mom Me, still watching all my the videos? Wife, my mom. <laughs> Does your mom still dude, watch every video you put up? Dude, I'm pretty sure she does. Uh, I'm say hello to her there now. She, she'll randomly, hey. <laughs> she'll ran, yeah, she'll randomly drop in and be like, "Hey, son," and I'm like, "Oh." <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I hope I wasn't cursing in this video. <laughs> Dude, it's and that's also another thing. I've chose to kind of be clean on yeah. all of my stuff. So I don't have a lot of people in my circle that could bring that type of vibe around. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Lobster's yeah. a little rough. You'll meet him. Just tell him the stipulations. He's cool. I know my my <laughs> language can be a bit. Amer- Americans don't curse a lot, so and Irish people use curse words oh. kind of just in normal vocabulary. Yeah, so I- I'm a <laughs> yeah y'all 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 curse and it means stuff. <laughs> you curse. I've I've never heard an f bomb drop like an Irishman drops an f bomb. Like I you was- put a whole <laughs> the k the k in the f bomb. Is so big. <laughs> <laughs> I was chatting to one guy and I was after dropping so many F bombs and he just said shit and he apologized. I was like, fuck. I, <laughs> he must think I'm a, like a sailor or something. I'm dropping bombs here all the time. 
<laughs> I actually nearly got. There's a funny story. I was in Texas, and um, we uh, over here we used to, you know, see you next Tuesday. You know that word. Uh, uh, we, we, cunt like we <laughs> probably have to beep that out. <laughs> but uh, we, <laughs> I'll say, see you next Tuesday. We, we use that word uh-huh. a lot, like, and it's not a big deal. Like, you, sometimes we even use it, like, as a wave of affection, like, to someone. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, when I we were in Texas, me and the lads in the band, and um, we were in a hotel, and I was saying this a lot, and I actually got they were going to kick me out of the hotel. They said, "Sir." You're going to have to leave if you use the C word again. <laughs> but uh, it turns out they didn't actually have any policy that I couldn't use the C word. So it was grand. We just kept <laughs> <laughs> you, just, you just made people uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, it was more of a suggestion when you stop saying the C word. <laughs> but that was kind We're of mind-blowing. We're going to kick him out. But we can't kick him out. We're going to be very unhospitable to him. <laughs> <laughs> and they were we had to take our we had to take our cans up to the bedroom it was just like if you're going to be dropping the C word just get out of the bar <laughs> but, mean, uh, you know, it's, it's good to be clean though. If, if your mom is watching especially you don't want to be cursing and <laughs> yeah yeah she's 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 the church lady so I, I kind of you know you can't have your mom suggesting that people check out your page and you dropping all type of language everywhere. So uh, it's not even something that I set out to do. It's just something that happened. And then <laughs> I'm here now. Years after it started, I'm here now. Hey, so you're just being you. Yeah. I, oh, trust me. I'm, I'm a dirty mouth person, but <laughs> my mom doesn't know that. <laughs> Once that red light comes yeah. on, you're, you're the curse Bro, words. Don't listen, come out. Oh, halo. Halo. <laughs> this shine right here, that's a halo. That's not a light. <laughs> <laughs> right, guys. So where where can people, is it is it mainly on YouTube you hang out or you're on Instagram a bit more these days as well? You're kind of putting stuff up there well, a bit. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying. I don't understand why I have as big a following on YouTube and I don't have one on Instagram. So well, the videos, much, 20 second videos on Instagram is kind of the optimum length. So. Yeah. And then people just like scroll, which yeah. I should tap into because I know that. But in me, it's like, once you get into the groove, you got to be, you got to be there for a minute. You can't edit So it. I end up always taking it longer than it needs to be. So, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to figure out that algorithm. Instagram is the next one. Uh, yeah. We'll see how things happen. So I usually try out, like I have a like I have a, a, a surplus of videos that I haven't like released yet, and I'll try a clip from a video that I haven't released to see how it does, mm. which is what I did for my uh, V7 fretless video, and that that one did good. Sire picked it up, and then they reposted it and stuff like that. I was like, all right, let's go ahead and drop this on YouTube. That's gonna do good. Yeah, and test it the water, so, like yeah, you know, gotta chum in a little bit. What's <laughs> going on here? Y'all like that? I got more of it right here. <laughs> <laughs> give give the people what they want, as hey. long as it's clean. That's hey, I mean, that's not my main goal, but you know, it may be a byproduct of what it is. <laughs> cool. well, I'm gonna stick your links uh, in under this, and everyone can check you out. And, I appreciate uh, it. 
I really yeah. appreciate you coming on. Like it's great. Yeah, are you? I'm yeah. trying to think. Are you, you're my second American guest, so it's great to get get on people from you know the international guests and introduce you to the Irish bass playing community. All right. Yeah, I need you to uh, send me some links to some bands that you like really like that you dig on because all I know are the uh, ones that's crossed over to America. So I uh, said Dropkick Murphys, uh, Flogging Molly. Uh, oh, what is it? Ragweed? No, not Ragweed. Uh, yeah, but they're American bands. They're from they're from um, Boston. Even those bands, Flog the Mollies, and the, they're actually American bands. Yeah, I don't I don't know any authentic like I don't know what that's like. So I have a brother. I have a play brother who's Irish. He's a mutt. He's a complete mutt. So he's like <laughs> Irish, Scottish, German, uh, British. He's just a mixture of things. And then like he gave me a kilt and I was like, yeah, we're doing this. And <laughs> They're pretty we comfortable. Just, hey, man, it's freeing. Okay? Get the air, let the air circulate. You know. Hey, you got to do it, baby. You got <laughs> to do it. What you going to tell me? You ain't going to tell me nothing. <laughs> so it's just me and him wearing kilts. I wish I would have had it in here. I don't have it in here. It's in my other room. Uh, yeah, so he has one. I have one. It's the same print. And we were just us. It's my body, but a white person. And we're just walking up the street in kilts. People don't know what to say to us. It's <laughs> phenomenal to have the moment where you see people see you and they don't know what to say. Oh, Oh, so great. Yeah, you just... Do, do you know mm, the origin mm. of the kilt? Uh, apparently, it's Irish. Um, the reason it wraps around so much is because, like, if you were out in the mountains, uh, you could wrap it around you and use it to go to sleep. But I think that's where it started. So that, that okay. was the practical use of having so many wraps that you could use it to sleep in. And then you can okay. just wear it as a garment as well. I always <laughs> wondered, whenever I've seen it, we're not talking about uh, Braveheart. Whenever mm. I've seen it, like, over the shoulder, I always wonder, how do they get it to fold in so <laughs> that it clasps, so that it doesn't just flop open? Because you, you got it, like, it's wrapped here mm. and then around the body. And then there has to be something to stop it from popping open and showing Year, the junk to everybody. Years of practice <laughs> and lots of scotch. <laughs> oh, bro. Like, I was sitting there just staring at it. I was like, how did Mel Gibson do this? What? <laughs> did they have clasp? I don't I don't know. Hmm. They, they actually filmed Braveheart in Ireland. They didn't film it in Scotland. And there's actually yeah, I mean, one bit in the film, if you pause, you can see a white van driving through the mountains. <laughs> Just one of those bloopers, you know. You're gonna make me watch that again. That's yeah. Funny. You're gonna watch closely. There's a good few bloopers in it. That's that's funny. <laughs> but uh, yeah, look at that. That's a Chevy. <laughs> <laughs> but I uh, appreciate you coming on, man. It's been been a pleasure chatting to you. You're, you've got great, you've got great energy, and I think that's what kind of draws people to your channel they're like i appreciate it they, it's kind of like they want to log on kind of hang out with you they probably they feel like they know you you know so yeah. they're not just clicking on this edited 
review. They're like, um, I'm kind of hanging out with Bully for 20 He's minutes. Like, well, what does he think about this? Yeah. 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 yeah that's kind of <laughs> what I want. Okay. I know. Yeah. And, and also your gaming channel. I'll get people. I'll link that as well. That's a new thing you're starting as well, isn't it? Yeah. Why not? Why not? Know? Yeah. I'm, I'm, just... I'm a gamer as well, but I'm not playing. The, I don't play sports games like you play, but other stuff. Okay. Cool. I appreciate it. I'm going to say this, and this is just pop culture situations. In my mind, Ireland is all Caucasian people, like white people. <laughs> I ran across a black Irish girl, and I didn't know what to do. I just stayed there. We were in McDonald's. I stayed there another 20 minutes just watching her talk <laughs> about anything. Just yeah, watching her we're talk. We're multicultural True story. now. We, we two are... weeks ago. In the 1950s, we weren't that multicultural, but Ireland is f- just as multicultural as every country in the world now. But you know who Phil Linnett is, don't you? You don't know who Phil Linnett is? Who? Phil Linnett, the coolest bass mm-hmm. player ever. Oh, man. Tin Lizzy. No. You know Tin Lizzy? Yeah, yeah I know Tin Lizzy. Yeah, the bass singer. Player? Yeah, the bass player and singer. He's a black okay. Irishman. The singer is, is a black Irishman. No clue. Are you serious? No clue. Yeah, he's one cool motherfucker. You put me on the stuff, man. I did. I never, never yeah, had a Phil Linnet. P H I L. Oh snap! He got an afro. Yeah, he's got it all. He what? wears leather. He wears leather pants, man. <laughs> what is happening? Oh, okay. Yeah, he he's okay. That is interesting. I never knew that. Yeah, he's. How did uh, I miss that? And is, and not not only is he black Irish man, you don't see that many black people fronting rock bands, especially in that era. No, you don't. It's not a which thing. is probably why I just it just skipped my whole radar. That he has a full fledged afro. And don't forget the leather pants. They, that they is can- wild. <laughs> he's a rocker. I'm trying. I have to. I have to start at the top and then work down. I'm looking at his face. This is the brother, and then he's playing a Rickenbacker 4003 too. I have no problems with that. <laughs> he mainly used to play a P bass. <laughs> he used. He, he he did this cool P, thing. I'm he, looking at the P too. He put a, he put a mirrored scratch plate on his P bass. That was kind of his signature. Yeah, I'm looking at I'm looking at pictures at the present moment, and. He, uh this is wild, dude. I had no idea. I got to do a deep dive. Yeah, I'll send John some good tunes. He's one cool guy, though. Yeah, he had some cool, good solo songs as well. He went solo after Tin Lizzy brought out an album or two. You, you, you've opened my eyes to a whole bunch of stuff, man. I had no <laughs> idea. <laughs>